0: Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon Bonus Podcast. Every single month we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. It's a true historical deep dive. The only place to hear these shows in full? Join the Patreon page for just five dollars per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. Patreon is the best way to support the show So click that link in the episode description and read all about it and enjoy this special free preview. A little special intro for you here for the 49th edition of Top Rope Nation Classics for our beautiful Patreon supporters. I am Ryan Drosty here with Jesse Velasquez, Justin Joint, and 13 months after we last reviewed a world-class championship wrestling show on the broadcast, I've got a whole different crew with me. Last year, last November... Kyle and I did Thanksgiving Star Wars 1983. Tonight, we're doing Christmas Star Wars 1982. Really, you guys, where it all began. Jesse, how are you feeling tonight, sir?
1: Two things are guaranteed. Diamonds are forever, and so is Top Rope Nation. (laughs) so other than this cold that i'm sporting i am feeling fantastic very energized and ready to dive into some 1982 world-class championship wrestling something that obviously i was not watching at that time because i was two years old man you you had the layup right there jesse it was despite this cold that i'm sportatorium
2: yeah (laughs) shucks
0: god damn it you could have done it you could have done it next time joint that was bad next time
1: dad jokes are getting really really good in terms of like (laughs) how my delivery and everything people are like yeah you've definitely been a father for a little while now so yeah i just gotta learn from you guys you've been a father a little
0: bit longer (laughs) i love it well jesse before before we get to justin here let me ask you because i know i mean you've got some background with world-class wrestling and you guys didn't get to talk about this when we did the show last year obviously so Jesse, what's your history with this promotion,
1: if any at all? I'd say it's probably the fourth, probably fourth federation that I was introduced to with AWA being first, WWF second, Crockett third. World Class came in fourth and because it was on ESPN in the early 87, I believe it was. So I was able to kind of catch up on that and with all the magazines that I was reading even at that time. I yeah I knew who the Von Erichs were. I just didn't know like the the legend behind them. I didn't know anything about Fritz and his previous history, in the '60s and the upbringing, moving from New Jersey to Texas, the whole story. So, but I would watch it when I'd come home. It was always on ESPN, either. And then they ended up moving to the USWA as well, I believe, in the late '80s, early '90s, and I would watch some of that too. So it was always in my rotation after school. I. I enjoyed it. It was it was really, really good stuff. Fan, fan of the, the South when it comes to the uh, Texas wrestling. Yeah. Justin Joint,
0: what's your history with world-class wrestling?
2: Man, borderline non-existent. Uh, I had a couple wrestling books as a kid that were, you know, unaffiliated with any uh, promotion. And I'm pretty sure it made mention – of world class in one of those books, or at least there was some pictures I've, you know, I vividly remember a a picture of Ric Flair, uh, at an outdoor show that I am like, I'm like 90% sure it's from the, uh, parade of champions show where, uh, Carrie finally beat him for the world title, Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I'm not for sure. I actually spent, uh, an embarrassingly large amount of time today trying to find those books online to, with, with no luck. But I would say like, it had to have been years, even after Carrie uh, committed suicide, before I, I really knew anything about the history of the Von Eriks because he was most certainly just Texas Tornado to me. That that was the, uh, you know, the totality of everything I knew about the Von Ericks for a very long time. Because I don't remember seeing it on ESPN. There's a good chance I did, but I just didn't know what it was or what I was watching. Uh, but it might not have been until really the, you know, the network that I, that I really Mm -hmm. got to dig into it. Um, so yeah, I mean, almost nothing for me.
0: Yeah. So I talked about this last year and if I changed my story at all, Justin, I know you recently listened to that podcast. So if I explained it differently, you can tell me I'm full of shit right now, but my, my history with world-class wrestling is also very little. Um, and Look, I wasn't even born when this show happened. This show was almost exactly a year from when I was born. A little over 12 months later, Ryan Drosty made his appearance. But you guys are young, like about two years old. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't have been watching around this time or have any memory of that at least. Um, And I I don't remember even really hearing about World Class until, kind of similar to Justin, I think it it would have been in the wrestling magazines like mid-90s. And I believe it was one of the Pro Wrestling Illustrated almanacs maybe where I first really started... Because, I mean, I knew Carrie, you know, I knew Texas Tornado, but I didn't know about his history when I was watching him in real time. I was so young. And I I didn't know anything about the brothers at that age, in the early 90s. And then, yeah, when I got to like 10, 11, 12 years old, I was getting the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Almanacs, and I loved those so much, and I look forward to them. And I, there was a lot of information in those. And I, I remember reading about David in one of those, for sure. But I didn't... I didn't I didn't watch any full shows until years later. Um, I think a few episodes I got in tape trading, but definitely not until the network when I was able to to really dive in. I don't really remember seeing it on ESPN, to my knowledge. You know, I know they were on and they were in they were basic when they had the ESPN contract, they the promotion still existed for a little while, like Jesse said, but they were mostly airing old stuff, you know, from the heyday. Um uh, but I, I just I do not remember really watching it and, and as a kid and, and just coming back to it years later. Is that pretty much what I said in the other episode,
2: Justin? Yeah, it was for the most part, yeah. yeah. So I, I won't say you're full of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely didn't see most of the Von Erich brothers until probably early 2000s at the earliest, I would say. I've gone back might have, and watched a lot of stuff. but
1: They might have replaced the AWA on ESPN at that time in the 80s in the 87, 88 range because Mm -hmm. AWA had a contract with them in 80 late 85. We talked about that a little bit with Wrestle Rock and then it all of a sudden went off the air. Here comes world class. So there was still a demand for wrestling in the late 80s on cable television.
2: Welcome to World Class Championship Wrestling. Tonight, Wrestling Star Wars Reunion Arena in downtown Dallas.
0: and All right, so this is wrestling. one of the signature shows at the Reunion Arena in Dallas. They would always run the major events there, and they would do massive attendance. They got around 18,000 in the building for this show. Uh, according to Gary Hart's book, My Life in Wrestling, this drew $102,000 at the box office a massive massive success and what i should say about this is you know right off the top we're only talking about four matches because only four of these matches actually aired on television so the way they would do this with these major events is they would take a few of the matches and they would split them across their weekly television and their tv of course aired in the dallas fort worth area but they also had syndication all over the united states they had it globally. They had a major presence over in Israel, and so I mean they this had a big foothold across the globe, not just in Dallas. And uh, so yeah, I mean a lot of people would see this in syndication after the fact. Uh, but uh, as I said, only four of the matches actually aired in syndication, and I mean I was looking, I I could not find any of the other matches out there. You know, so uh, we can we can mention the undercard, and then get to the actual. Matches that were shown and that we can review. Um, According to cagematch.net, this is what else was on the show. So uh, they opened with Brian Adias defeating Frank Dushek. They had a tag team match with Al Madrill and Jose Lothario defeating
1: Checkmate and the Magic Dragon. Checkmate might be my favorite name in the entire promotion. (laughs) he was tremendous in that battle royal as well
0: (laughs) yeah yeah we will see him again for sure and some of these people yeah they work multiple times throughout the night so we might hear some of these names again we've got lone eagle defeating little tokyo and um i think yeah they they, david von eric texas heavyweight title match defeated bill irwin both of those guys also on the show later
1: And they had just changed the name of that championship. It was the world-class television championship in the middle of 82. Then Bill Irwin won it. And I believe they made it the Texas heavyweight championship a couple months later. Perfect. Great call. There you
0: go. And that, yeah, with those four said, that leads us to the other four. So we can just, I guess we can go through them, how they aired on television. Uh, And the way this airs on television is Bill Mercer, of course, welcomes us to the show he uh pretty much immediately throws it to a backstage interview with David and Kevin Von Eric, and uh, they're talking about the creation of the six man titles that we're going to have crowned here in just a minute. It's the first time World Class has crowned six man champions, and I didn't research this, but was this the first time any promotion had a six man title? Oh boy,
2: yeah. I don't know. I didn't look into it. Might have been.
0: I was going to look at it into it, and I ran out of time, but to my, I can't think of anyone to my knowledge that had six man titles before this in 1982. So it, it might have been the, the fly. First, yeah, it might have been the first six man tag titles in wrestling, at least in North America that that I'm aware of. So they're talking about that. Um, they talk about how the Von Erichs will have a shot of at these titles eventually. Um, you know, even if Kerry wins the world championship against Ric Flair later in the show, they talk about how the three brothers want to eventually become six-man champions. And then uh, Kevin says, he's not blowing smoke up anyone's balloon. He says he, uh, he doesn't know much about the Freebirds. He says, again, that he wishes they could be involved in the six-man title match. But Kerry has a world title match to be worrying about. What did you guys think of the delivery here?
2: They
1: just have too many championships.
3: Well, that's right, Bill. You know, uh, we're looking forward to whoever whoever may win this title tonight. Uh, really, we favor the Freebirds. I think they're a better team than uh, the Sharps and, and Steel. Uh, but we are next in line. And uh, when Kev, Kerry, and I, since Kerry is wrestling world champion tonight, we couldn't be involved in this this round-robin tournament. But uh, the Von Erics will prevail. And we will get our shot, even though Curry will be the world heavyweight champion after tonight. We will have our shot at taking the six-man World Heavyweight Championship. And I'm sure that everybody out there watching this knows, and I'm not just blowing smoke up anybody else's uh, balloon or anything like that. I really mean it through through my heart and from my heart because we have you people backing us, and I know that we can beat anybody, any six-man tag team combination in the country That's today. You know, uh, Dave's got a real good point there, Bill. Uh, I... I haven't seen the Freebirds that much, but I, you know, Dave, they're good buddies with his, and I, uh, and I feel like they're they're really going to be a tough team. I haven't really had a chance to watch, but if the Von Ericks were in there, the three of us being brothers, I don't think there's any way we could be stopped. But the situation being the way it is with Kerry with the world champion, all we can do is, uh, is uh, you know, stick it out and wrestle in our individual matches. I wish we had a shot at it though. Really, yeah, it's good. really going to be a big night, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I wish Kerry the very best, and one of these days, I think we'll be the six-man champions. Yes.
2: i mean i don't think the von ericks were really known for their their promos and it, and it shows in this entire show in my opinion it's always kind of uh stunted a little bit or, or a little yeah. bit unsure of themselves
1: i i mean we can wait till later on david but i mean kevin and carrie you could tell had something and everyone said david was the best of the three he's not good on this show he got better but yeah he's he comes across
0: right. pretty weak on this show for sure
1: Right, and when I looked at him, by the way, I could not help but read it in a Bill Walton like voice because he looks like a miniature <laughs> he Bill does. Walton. He does he does blowing smoke up people's balloon?
2: Which <laughs> <laughs> like, I I I mean, I didn't think he was too bad before the six man match because he he gave a very very brief promo there, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know in front of the cameras, not quite as good as maybe you know in the heat of the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that brings us to the world-class six-man tag titles, which um, if you actually, let's see. Um, Okay, this is not right. Hold on. Cage match has this wrong. So I had written in my notes at first that it was actually the semi-main, but it was not. The last match that went on that night was actually the uh, pole match, believe it or not, which is kind of odd match placement. you put that out there after the cage match with Kerry Von Erich and Ric Flair. I see you nodding too jesse
1: we want to that. send the crowd home happy with a ken mantel poll <laughs> battle royal victory <laughs> <laughs> oh no you, I, I i loved the uh the graphics
2: they put up for that battle royal because mm-hmm. it, it said ten thousand dollar poll battle royal it's like come on buddies phrasing
1: phrasing <laughs> you're missing some words
2: in there yeah who who's gonna yeah. have that ten thousand dollar poll Yeah, so no, they they actually the way they aired in on
0: TV is in correct chronological order. I believe Wikipedia has this right. and Cage match does not. So like all those matches that we just ran through, that was the undercard. That was the first four matches. Mm-hmm. Fifth fifth match on the show, yeah, it is.